0: Hi, Jimmy here. Welcome to a special two-part pod. We had so much to say about the most famous son of Krypton. We decided to snap our chat in two and give you the preamble first. We've always held in our heart the pride of our special podcast heritage. We can be a great people, dear listener. We wish to be. We only lack the light to show the way. For this reason, above all, our capacity for good... Puns and pitches, we have sent you this. Superman Part 1, Superbanter. just for the listeners' benefit, if so they can hear me sounding a little bit different, I um, I think, you know, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but in Superman 4, there's a moment where Supes is, like, really ill, I think, from yeah. nuclear, like, exposure or something. But anyway, he... he gets goes,
1: scratched on the neck by nuclear. That's it,
0: yeah. And, like, it's real proper, probably the best bit of the whole movie, from memory, where, like, he's really unwell and shivery and stuff. And, like, I think I feel like that character that soups if he was made to watch superman 4 as well like do you know what i mean <laughs> Yes. <laughs> while he was sick <laughs> that's
1: that's then, some deep shit. yeah then, he, that that would kill
0: anyone and then of course strip away the superpowers and the looking and being as awesome as christopher reeve and you basically have me this morning Sheppy. you know what i mean like that so i'm very excited about this i've never done a pod feeling unwell and it's going to be really fun Well, it can only um, go
1: downhill
0: from here. Yeah, no, it's going to be wonderful. And I'm working today as well. If I can't ring in sick for work, I definitely can't ring in sick for SOG. So this is going to be wicked. um, Well, let me
1: let me say then. I'm sorry you feel bad, and I understand that there was lots of thunder in the night, and so
0: fuzzy yourself
1: to get a huge amount of sleep. So that's if
0: only it was a euphemism, Sheppy. But you know, I've been married a long time, and I'm in my forties now. You know, (laughs) it's
1: no no big crash, maybe just a rumble. One other thing, we took a bit of a break. Uh, between season one and season two of open all hours because we did the first season and I found out much to my huge surprise that there was a five-year gap between season one and season two so we took like a month which is like the equivalent in tv years and so this evening we actually watched the first episode of season two I really only mention it because it's still very good but in the background is in the wall when they were talking pinned in the shot is a Superman comic, like the strip. Wow. Was like, uh, there's loads of different stuff. There might even be a the Batman there, but it's like kind of like a little wall montage that presumably Granville has cut out and stuff on the wall. And so for loads of it over their shoulder was a Superman, which was very apt considering this evening's activities and this morning's activities for you. So very there you apt. go. So what yes. was
0: that? It was 1981 or two or something when they returned. Yes. Was it Shelly? It was
1: 81. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was 81 when they returned. The year before, I believe, only from horses started so there was an overlap which i never realized i always thought it was like deep 70s it's 76 and 81 and then i think it's 83 and then i think it's 85 and was i didn't the- know but there's a new one well like from about five years ago i didn't even know it still open all hours and david jason is back playing gramado running the shop i had no idea
0: the the superman poster being the background like that is really quite cool because what a time to be alive Shep's like around then you'd be thinking there's really only one bloody superhero movie that counts or matters. And that yeah. is the truth until Batman, really, in 1989. And well, I mean, I've with all before, respect to the Hulk st- Sorry, Ships. Yeah.
1: No, no. I mean, that's a different thing, of course. But in terms of big screen stuff, I've mentioned before, and it, um, like, it's interesting. I mean, imagine a world where instead of big studio films spending the money on their big budget biblical epics um, and so forth in Cleopatra they put that in Elizabeth Taylor as Wonder Woman. Same budget, same year, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and that's a big what if, and I like that stuff. Um, you know, I've said it before, again, His Girl Friday, basically keep the cast um, and have it as a Superman film. Uh, that would work, like, like shit, that would work. So hooray for all of that. Humphrey Bogart as Perry White, Edward G. Robinson as Lex Luthor. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, take your pick for Miss Test Marker. Uh, so good stuff, really, Jimmy. So, um, and that's a real interesting thought. I'll tell you another interesting thought is what if Superman landed in Cowboys and Indians' time and he would get raised in the, you know, in Smallville, in in the farm, homestead, but it's like, you know, 1840 or something. Um, and it's deep in it. And then you've got Clark growing up in that and he becomes friends with the local tribe of, like, you know, Indians. Which they're gonna be called in it and stuff like that, but he, there's also like you know hostile Indians and also hostile men, and cowboys with guns. Clark grows up and he's got a real small, will type thing there, but then he goes to the big city of Deadwood and like becomes a journalist and stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> His police, amazing. and then you know I said it during like the height of the Roman Empire. He lands, you know, just somewhere into this <laughs> little village outside Naples. That would be great. Um, so yeah, all of that uh, right, right in. Ideas on postcard, um, yeah, Stamp addressed right. envelope, like, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. I mean, it really was so,
0: a beautiful time to be alive there. I love it, and uh, uh, mate, that I, I love all those what ifs, and I, I think, um, I just, I just want to say though, like, it's such a weird thing when you think like DC was the monster at the time, or well, not monster even, it was just the Superman movies really, but like Marvel was and just you know, having the only certain... other one
1: you did have ten years previously, the Batman. And you may go, oh, yeah, the Batman. But it was cinema, proper movie. It was cool, Batman the movie. And it is great. The Adam West era is fantastic. So you might be like, me, but fuck off, man. I'm saying that directly to you because of all your hatred you're directing towards Adam West. But like, so, and that's DC as well. So to, be, to your point, I mention it in that they were. Marvel, you know, really didn't. They, they had cartoons and things, live action-wise. Really, it was DC. Even way back in the day, you had Batman and Superman serials. Batman, the real serials, like what forties? I'm I'm sure it's as early, maybe. Yeah, I reckon forties Batman, like black and white shit, obviously. Uh, like yeah, you know, like Rocket Man and so forth. And I like that. That that. So yeah, you're right. DC has stretched back forever. Seventies Marvel had Nicholas Hammond. Fair play didn't quite work out, but fair play. Um, And of course, Hulkster, but that's not big budget. I mean, imagine a what if, if at the height of Hulkster popularity in, like, let's say 1981, they did, like, Universal did a big budget, oh, yeah, a relatively big budget movie for the cinema of the show. And it's like between seasons of three and four of The Hulk, they do, like, it's basically a standalone story, but it's on a larger scale. McGee, yeah, like like with The X Files, that would be great. That would
0: be great. Listen, yeah, Shepard, we've gone sure. too far already. We've gone too far. Like, I should wow. just pause and give us a, a welcome to Shoulders Here of Giants, because we're we're in, really. But I should probably... Oh, I'm getting the tingles. <laughs> the, the Jimmy Spiel
1: is approaching. Let's see what wonders <laughs> await us.
0: Oh, God. Um, and uh, yes, well, welcome to Shoulders of Giants, dear listener. God bless you. Welcome. <laughs> good God, Oh, um, goodness. just good. grateful grateful for oh, the show
1: no. Oh, you were fine you were on the edge but you were still okay but you, you, you plummeted yeah you, you, you've lost um, it
0: um uh, yes I I am Jimmy by the way
1: um, uh hello I am Sheppy just I, I might have hesitated because speaking of the X-Files and so forth just as I said hello I'm Sheppy a spider crawled across my laptop screen and across oh, your face wow. so it momentarily uh, stunned me well, It might be on
0: its way thing. to Nicholas Hammond maybe there i don't
1: you know go. Um, there you go well still without a it, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah. let's let's keep that that is good preamble that's good stuff you do still got it bless you and bless nicholas hammond that could have been good anyway uh today we're talking about superman it's which uh, you set and the, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but you set like just basically any interpretation of superman a sequel to the donald's
0: i like did a, old bean yeah so forth. anything you Big like budget.
1: Uh, uh, yeah all of that well uh love it what is with that in mind was this something you were planning for a while did you have soups in your back pocket
0: oh ships. i have for a while i have soups in my back pocket I, I i've always had a um a, a thought around just an an, an interesting opener um, for a Superman movie or or interesting subjectively interesting interesting to me opener for a superman movie and uh and and so I thought yeah I'll set it uh, with with full intention to actually come up with something proper to build on that opener and I only just have really to be honest but that's that's not it's not time for me to but fall you on my till the dream track.
1: you manifested the vision so I'm all yeah and that. I'm very well, were you about to say, I'm very excited, or you're like, oh, I'm very
0: disappointed. No, I'm very... <laughs> I should have gone with Aquaman all the way. <laughs> I think we've got a bit of a delay today, Sheppy, so I'm just going to apologise to listeners for that a little bit um, as it's happening. But I was going to say I'm very excited and um, about your chef, your pitch, Shep's. I, I I always knew you would come up with something bloody amazing, soups on top of all the other... Brazilian's amazing. Well, no pressure.
1: Let me say this you're absolutely right in that I had no restraint, and it's your own fault. You uh... set Indy, <laughs> you set Roger Moore Bond, and you set this. So I apologize for nothing. I tried to keep troll as tight as I could. Uh, this one I didn't. <laughs> so oh, I will say this uh, I was delighted. I didn't know if I had anything to say about suits, uh, really, and what angle, but actually that night, I believe, as I lay in bed staring into the abyss, I thought of my angle, my in, and I was like, right, that's great. And after that, I knew, and it was, yeah. I'll just say, I constructed this film at the very earliest foundations in exactly the same way as I did my flash Gordon. That's like a tiny oh, little wow. spoiler in terms of perhaps my direction. I will say this also, well, actually, I'll ask this. So since you've set suits, what does the character... Mean to you, Jimmy, in terms of film and comics, and so?
0: Well, listen. Despite uh, my apparent flagrant disrespect for for building a proper uh, film slash pitch on it, it is the most significant superhero movie to me in my life. I think, Shep's. So, I I love Superman. I always have as a kid. There's something deeply elemental to it for me for several reasons, which I'll just very quickly, if you indulge me, give you now. One is like, you know, it is probably one of my earliest televisual memories of my older brothers and sisters from my dad's first family coming to visit and us watching it all together on our TV, and I would have been no older than five, but I remember the moment with Superman in the swimming pool with the kryptonite around his neck and being deeply unsettled for him. I... I was
1: unsettled because of Gene Hackman's pronunciation delivery of the previous line. But that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. That is it. That's it.
0: Um I uh I then have another early not early ish really probably about twelve or thirteen memory of I mean obviously then watched it heaps and heaps and heaps of times um and the sequels heaps and heaps of times. Um but then you being round our house uh when we'd moved out of uh, the Crowney area to Hefield on a Sunday afternoon and I think it might have even been a New Year's Day or something, and we watched it together—you, me, Vicky, maybe Eddie—and we—and it was one of those where maybe you haven't seen it for like six years, which in those days is like twenty years time, you know, difference. Yeah, of, yeah. Of, and and really remembering how absolutely awesome Superman the original movie is, and like, and it just been quite a profound moment, and just sort of vibing on that. And then I've just always loved, and this is why I'm particularly excited about your picture on it, Shepard. just your analysis generally is is analysis I've cribbed and used as my own and pretended to be brighter than I am, you know, like even just your sort of take on Man of Steel when it arrived, you know, with the... you know, the fact that he, he, they just, by the third act, kind of just threw caution to the wind and all of the principles of the character were out the window. And instead of Superman 2, where Zod's throwing buses because they realise that's his weakness and he's got to catch him, you know, he's crashing through windows, causing all sorts of collateral damage. It's like, it was ridiculous. And that was yours and I've stolen it free from this pod, sorry. But I just wanted to table it here because I, I just think, um, you know, but but, but and, and funnily enough, I haven't revisited for this i'm oh, sorry one final elemental thing i've got very little memories of my dad from when i was growing up at all at all really um he was only um with us for about sort of maybe four four years or so when i was a kid but um one of the things i remember is wallpaper in the room with superman paper you know and that's just nice man so that that and, and you know pure. god knows how much help i was <laughs> in lining up with <laughs> different flying Superman. probably not much but um anyway um the uh the the other thing I just wanted to say was just in prep for this, I I did re-watch a few of the trailers and stuff, and like it's just I think it might be impossible to make a bad Superman trailer. Like, do you know what I mean? Like you, you, you re-watch these on YouTube now, and I'm talking Superman Returns and Man of Steel and all that stuff. And it's just it just gives you shivers the second yeah. the scores, which are some of the most extraordinary scores in movie history, like yeah. kick in and they're just just the you know it it, it, it it you you know the cynic and the the anti Superman will quickly tell you this is just you know um, Chinese cracker philosophy and like you know the, the platitudes that come out you know with all the but I bloody love it giving me it all day give me Russell Crowe giving me a very right. profound voiceover give me Marlon Brando giving me a profound right. voiceover to Planet Krypton <laughs> man do you know what I mean yes. so. I am just shiver rama and in all day for anyone that gets Superman and wants to deliver me a Superman movie. So, um, yeah, that's well, sort of where I sit. Se- the, the,
1: the Superman Returns trailer, this I might as well mention since it's here, um, I love that. And there's a bit in mine, spoiler, which I don't know if it's directly taking it from that. Specifically the trailer, it's obviously in the film. It's the bit where... The big gatling gun thing is shooting at suits it's just before the bit where the guy shoots him in the eye um, and the music in the trailers <laughs> uh, that bit and doing the <laughs> he's, it's the shot of him walking in kind of a long shot and the bullets are like you know from this massive chain gun like pinging off his, his chest and he's just sort of striding forwards towards it and it's double cool and so um, that sort of striding element um, towards someone comes into play and so and i like that um and i like yeah we can get deeper into that and i like everything you're saying about your relationship with suits and so forth and i like i was there for that and that this might be a moment you're saying when we watched it new year's day and you sort of saw it with fresh eyes and we're like oh i'll say there were definitely two films in my life which i watched a lot as a kid and at a certain point without necessarily that long a gap between viewings. I watched them and saw certain elements that I recognised for the first time. Instead of just images on a film, I watched them many times. Something like, oh, that's cool. oh well, that's clever. I like that. Um, one of them was Empire Strikes Back, and specifically it was when Darth is in his funny black ball thing where he chills out, and as the thing closes on him, the camera like, moves in quite dynamically, or it moves out dynamically. It happens both ways. Um, and I remember thinking, that's that's great. Nice one. Um, and the other one is Superman, There wasn't a specific moment, but I will say I watched it and I liked it. And I saw it at university, I'm sure, on my table of TV thing. But I got it on DVD and it was like late. It was like 2000. And I got the really nice deluxe Richard Donner box set commentary and all of that. And I was in Cranley and I was all by myself. And I just thought, I'm going to watch my brand new Superman DVD. I haven't seen this one for a while. Maybe, you know, it's maybe four years max that I'd seen the film. But I saw it. It was the first time I'd seen it. I think all the way uncut, and it had extra bits put in because the TV version I grew up with actually had some cuts, like scenes just taken out because they go on a bit. <laughs> and someone was just like, "Let's take this bit, <laughs> you know, this bit in the field. Let's take out a solid minute. And the Krypton bit. Let's take out a solid two minutes and stuff like that." Um, it's like it was edited by me, <laughs> you know, at the time. I was like, "Yeah, cut, cut, cut the bits. Yeah, you know, the good bits." But well, I remember watching this um, Superman with suit, probably, in Cranley, and it was widescreen. But it starts with the comic book bit, and it's like, you know, on the planet, if a little boy, and it starts, it's black and white, and it's like a tiny little screen in the center. And then when it's like, dun- 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 dun, and, the, and the credits switch towards the camera, the, uh, the screen opens up, becomes widescreen. Of course, I'd never seen that, because I'd never seen the widescreen before. And as it opens up, the, the actual score goes. <laughs> And and oh man, it, I might as well have been watching it on the IMAX. I was I was like oh god, <laughs> the whole experience. I was really whooping it up, I and mean, it, it was like I saw Superman as a movie, but with, uh, not fresh so eyes. So I always liked it, but yeah, with certainly a very like pure. And I think because of that moment, it will always be my favorite. It won't be beaten now. If that didn't happen, then you know, and if if I or you know, if Superman didn't exist then I'm sure it would be one of the, you know, honestly something like um, Endgame or something, you know, they, they they are, you know, they're great. Anyway, but this this is sort of rooted in. I also wonder if I saw Superman, like if I was me now exactly, and Superman 78 came out, as it were, um, and I was even me now in 78, anyway, I go and see it at the cinema with you, hopefully, and you've got a massive moustache in this reality, and we're <laughs> watching it and love it. I know I would love it, but I would say I know that I, hate the can you read my mind monologue i would just like just have it with nice music and silent looks and stuff that would work better. and it would really annoy me I, I i can picture myself in the cinema just like unbelieving and furious seething in my seat um and then the spinning around the world to reverse time i would be so shocked with the death of lois and it's played all the way and really run out and then when superman's like and does the nail shot and he flies up and it's the best shot ever and he's furious he flies up into the sky I know I would think, oh shit, he's gonna go after Lex, and this is gonna be like a really hardcore third act. And he's gonna kill him, but he's like, no, I'm taking you to jail. And it'll be that sort of thing. Um, but then he starts spinning around the world, like, oh, hang on, what's this? And then when things start reversing, I would just be, you know, it would dawn on me, be, and I know I would be furious. And I would also <laughs> say, if you wanna reverse time, then don't spin around the world. It just doesn't make sense. Fly out into space and do like a lap of the galaxy or the solar system. And go faster than light, and go back in time, or something—you know—do that if you must, but don't spin around the world and make people take it backwards because that would just kill everyone, obviously. Obviously, my <laughs> God. Man. So you know that, but, but because it's fused in with my very earliest viewings of life, I'm totally cool with it. And given the choice now, I wouldn't change it. But there you go—that's indoctrination for you. Um, so there you go. So I agree with you in terms of that particular film. As a kid, I don't know about you, loved Superman 2 the most, and of course you would, and I, I think many people still justifiably still prefer it, but it fucking goes for it, and the Leicester cut, so you've got the whole Eiffel Tower bit. Um, yeah, it's great. It does get a bit silly, but frankly, a lot of the silly stuff is Madonna's stuff. Um, but so, so I grew to appreciate Superman 1 more, but as a child, I was always, you know, I watched Superman, but I, I was always team Superman 2. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think I was team Superman 2 all the way up to that New Year's Day viewing ship, and then I've been team Superman 1 right. ever since.
1: Yeah. But I will say my Superman 3 experience was we had the comic um, of the adapt- adaptation of the film, and we, I read it, and then I saw the film at the cinema, and I remember seeing it, and being <clears throat> in the comic when he's fighting himself and he gets the big magnet dropped on his head. In the comic, the magnet splits in half, and he says something cocky to Superman, you know, Clark. But in the film, it happens and it pummels him into the ground. And I remember being like, oh, and like, you know, taken aback whilst watching it in 1983, when I would have been, I guess, fine. Uh, The Summer of Return of the Jedi and um, Octopussy, they all came out about four weeks apart. It's astonishing. Astonishing. Imagine that. Um, So I watched Superman 3 at the cinema. I loved it. And then I rented it out or asked my mum and dad to rent it out all the time, it was like Rocky IV, I just played it. Every time we rented something else, I said, like, please get Rocky Three. I mean Superman III. Um, to the point actually where my mum said, told my dad one day, don't get Rocky Three something this time, You've seen it too many times, get something else. Um, and so he came back with Willy Wonka, with Dream uh, Wilder. And I was gutted, I ran upstairs and cried. And whilst my, I think, siblings watched Willy Wonka downstairs, my mum tried to read me Willy Wonka, uh, but I was having none of it. I was like, ah, I was, I was all about Superman Three. Then I went off it into my teens um, but I've sort of come back to it every so often and I spoiler, did watch it um, in preparation for this uh, pod oh, um, wow. and I'll talk about that in a little bit. What about you in terms of Superman 2, II, Superman 3?
0: I mean, Sheppy. I I remember Superman 2 I, I very much sort of enjoyed it. I haven't seen it for about a long, long time to be honest but I uh I love the Eiffel Tower bit that you alluded to as well. I, I I watched a little bit of it in prep for the pitch. Um at just the, the moment where Clark gets beaten up as as a as a civilian and uh oh, and gosh. it and it was super dark and and long and extended and and just yeah, just just yeah, really much more full on than I'd remembered. And um and three, I remember just loving Richard Pryor in that movie. I haven't seen it in so long though. I really it's the one I'm keen to rewatch. I I, it's I, I don't know why the
1: Batman forever of the four.
0: Oh, that's the interesting.
1: Four is yeah.
0: yeah. I love I always I do think about the Gesunti bowling ball moment in three quite a bit for some reason. Whenever I sneeze, I always think of that moment. It just makes me laugh mm-hmm. at the ashtray. Um and I remember, seem to remember, there's a bit with a combine harvester and a kid in a field. That's quite exciting.
1: Same kid.
0: Um, oh, okay.
1: Same kid as Kazindite, It's Ricky.
0: Oh, of course it's it is. Marvelous. Yeah, it's Ricky. Yeah, they're having a little picnic, aren't they? And yeah.
1: Yeah. And um. And he and... starts eating Buster's dog
0: food. <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking... <laughs> <laughs> he thinks
1: it's better
0: that's amazing he's like
1: oh Clark that's Buster's dog food and then he gets and he pauses and, he gets and then he keeps
0: eating it. oh it's good <laughs> amazing Reeve is amazing man is it worth yeah. like yeah. at the top of well, this trilogy to just talk briefly about him as a man yeah. and a colossus because like you know I it's would say he,
1: never oh,
0: no and you know even more maybe than Indian because Harrison Ford has Indian hand to just take a little thread from our last pod, you know, th- th- maybe it splits the difference a bit for Ford, but maybe there's no one else more synonymous with one character. You know what I mean? As an actor and and just absolutely embedded in the consciousness. I remember the game. Well, day you've he got
1: in- Bond and Indy, you know, with Ford, um, but they they have such a larger body of work, not just Han in in Harry's case either. Um, yeah. That it's it is you know. Whereas Chris, of course, didn't, doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's always Superman. Um, and I love switching channels, but you know, so it's, it's slightly <laughs> different because of course he will, and he was perfect. He embodied it absolutely perfectly, like Furnace, but with a twinkle. Um, I, yeah. I
0: remember Sheppy like, the day, the day he passed, um, like walk into the tube and and the evening standards headline was Superman is dead. And that is like the, and that was the, you know, the A3 behind the wire as well. Like Superman dies. And it's like, wow. Just, yeah.
1: That's, you know, there was a paper was the evening standard or something in London when a guy dressed up as Batman and climbed on Buckingham palace. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And the headline, um, which I saw when I came out of the tube stop was police arrest Batman. And it's so you know, again, DC.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: So so it's solid. Um yes. Um, so you said when was the last time you saw Superman three or two? Um.
0: I'm going to, two, I think was like, you know, about 10 years ago or so. Maybe, maybe no, I mean, I say that. I've been in Australia for eight years, Sheppy, and I don't think, I mean, God bloody knows is the honest answer. I yeah. can tell you Superman three would be like 30 years plus. Nice. It's been a hell of a so long time. So you never
1: went through a phase of kind of going off it because I did. Um, oh, really? But yeah. maybe now's the moment to say of my trilogy that I did the last uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, I want to hear it. So we did Superman four. The Quest for Peace, Holy which was 1987, um, and I'll tell you this: for one thing, I was I was ready for it. I saw that at the cinema, uh, 87, of course. Um, I was ready for it, and it was Friday Night Madness, so it was like it kind of works. Um, and so Martha, was like, all right, let's go for it. You know, she was interested, of course. It's a Superman film she's never seen, so it's it's good. Um, so she was like, and oh, it's Christopher Reeve. She was like, yeah, okay. And I said, you know, it's there's a reason we've never watched this. She's like, yeah, yeah, fair play. And we watched it. But I was kind of like still like optimistic on a certain level. And it starts and the Warner Brothers comes in in pure widescreen. And it's pure. Ma, 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 ma. And I'm like, you know, you know what? We might just make this. And it starts and its you know, space and the credits start coming. In. and um, And they're the cheapest credits I've ever seen. It's like, couldn't you just use the same font? Do you not own that? What's the difference between the first Superman credits with the, with the, you know, font? And this, because it was the, I've never seen such shitty credits. like, boing! Meow. <laughs> now, I know this film was made on the mega cheap, um, but just do white on black, if that's the case, just, you know, don't embarrass yourself. So... And then yeah, I he, realized just quickly, actually, like, though, welcome yes. to
0: the font club, my friend. I just want to say very well, quickly, well, welcome there you to go. the font club. You're <laughs> very you welcome. We, there's they plenty of room animated. here. They were also
1: animated. They were moving and swirling like, you know, the Superman font does. You know, it comes at you. But this was like, oh, uh, uh, a hot <laughs> mess. Um, I'll also say um, I actually made a mental note to mention that, but it wasn't until the next day I realised that same thing happened. With, Mission, uh, with Police Academy 7 Mission to Moscow, where we were bracing for it on that viewing, and the Warner Brothers logo comes up in pure widescreen, it ba ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, and I was like, fucking hell, oh, you know, we might just make this, and then the credits start, and it's different to all the other six, and it's really cheap and shitty, and like, boink, boink, boink. I was like, oh, no. And I realised, like, yeah, it's exactly the same, right down to the Warner Brothers logo. So there you go, a <laughs> twin experience. I will say this. I enjoyed Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. It's not good, and it's hamstrung, and it has a shitty budget, but really it is made on the on the cheap, by Golem thingy, you know, who made lots of cheap films like Death Wish 5 and stuff. Um, but it, it has enough, you know, for one thing, Without the shitty credits and the end credits, it's 80 minutes. You're in, you're fucking out. Wow. Act two, don't bother. Um, yeah, no, it's so so. it's got that. And I will say it has some really pure Superman moments. Like for example, Lois calls him Kal-El. And I was like, oh, that's nice. I like that. that you, you. Um, and also there's a nice thing where he says to her as Superman, oh, you've always made me laugh. And yeah, you because know, he's going through a dark thing. He's just been scratched. He's feeling a bit better. But he's like you tomorrow, hopefully. He eats some grapefruit. So <laughs> Lois comes and he, and he fucking sadistically throws her, he pretends to commit suicide and jumps off the balcony and takes her with him. And then he turns into Superman and she remembers everything from the kiss, you know, from Superman 2. He's like, oh, cut Superman. And then they fly around the world and have a can you read my mind? But this time they do it right, don't say anything and they fly back. He said, oh, you've always made me laugh, and thanks for this, you my mind. Then he kisses her again, she forgets again, uh, but she calls him Kalau in that moment, and it's nice. Um, it's bad, it's very immoral in terms of suits, but there you go, what can you do if you could do it? I don't know, let I'll get too dark. I'll say something else, <laughs> just for the record. Um, it's quick, you're in, you're out. It's got Thingy, who plays Ducky in Pretty in Pink, and he was in Two and a Half Men with, with Sheen, Oh, yeah, I know own.
0: who you mean. I know who you mean. Did a
1: bunch of um and so forth. And he plays, he's basically the Otis character in Superman Four. So Gene Ackman comes back. Um, amazing. And and his nephew turns up and springs him out, and it's played by John Cryer. There you go. Uh, and John Cryer is like the, the Otis. And he's like, hey, Uncle Lex. Now, John Cryer, he did what he had to do and so forth. In the Supergirl TV show, uh, he plays Lex Luthor. And I'll tell you this, Jimmy, he's the best Lex Luthor I've ever seen. He's he, he's perfect. He's amazing. Um, oh. So, yeah, who knew? I didn't, but I do now. Um, so, so good for John Cryer. And I'll tell you also, um, Superman 4. He said, John at the premiere of Superman 4, he went up to Christopher Reeve and he hadn't seen the film yet. And he said to Christopher Reeve at the premiere, have you seen it? Is it good? And Christopher Reeve apparently said, I have seen it. It's not good. <laughs> and we're like, oh, OK. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it this time. Um, and it's not good. Um, and it is cheap as fuck. But it does have those nice moments. Oh, and also a nice moment between Lex and Soup's. And again, it's nice that it's, you know, that he came back. And um, Lex says to um that's why I like your soups. You're the only one who could ever keep up with me, meaning mentally. The Superman is, Canel yeah, is super, super bright. Uh, and Lex, of course, is a super genius. So it's, uh, it's a nice, again, it's just speaking like what you want. It's like in the uh, first Avengers and Banner says, I'm like, you, know, you all wear armor, but I'm like a raw nerve. It's like, oh, it's never been articulated like that, but it really got into my you know, fascination and love of that character. And it's the same here between those people um you know between necks and soups so i like it they articulate something uh, which is just nice um so yes so we saw superman 4 and we got through it and it was good it was, it wasn't boring um and nuclear man and so forth do oh, away follow on instagram and then we watched, uh, oh and then we watched supergirl a week later friday night madness we watched supergirl um, which I, again, saw at the cinema, 1984, Cranley Cinema. I remember coming out of it, and my mum distinctly, as we walked back to the car, you know, past the cricket bit up that little road, she said, um, uh, oh, I didn't like Supergirl. She was too wet. And what she meant by that was she was like a wimp. Um, she, like, my mum said, something like, oh, she was busy smelling flowers, and I was like, why aren't you punching something? Something like that. Um, she didn't like the whole smelling flowers, and she wanted her to sort of get to the action. Um, so there you go. That's a cheap-looking film, not as cheap as Superman 4, but it, it, it's hamstrung again. They paid Faye Dunaway far too much money. Peter Cook, I mean, again, it's an interesting cast. Peter Cook was uh, displeased by Faye Dunaway's tardiness, lack of punctuality, and would turn up late and faff around and have last-second demands on set and stuff, and Cook was having none of it, apparently. So that would have been nice. I'm sure he wouldn't have kept quiet. Um, so, so that's nice. Um, I will say, one of my favourite lines and moments of cinematic history happens in Supergirl, and it's when, if you remember, um, it's when, at the end, uh, Lucy Lane, who's also in Greece 2, and Jimmy Olsen, because Mark McClure, what the fuck else is he doing? and Peter Cook are hanging in Selina's uh, castle from the ceiling in like metal balls as prisoners. And they go and appear and they sort of go, oh, look around. And Peter Cook says, um, oh, the old hanging from a ball, from a chain from the ceiling routine. <laughs> and then Jimmy Olsen says to Lucy, who's that guy? And Lucy says, my maths teacher, I think, because he is, but they're unconnected. They just happen to suddenly be in that because of their different co- you know connections to that particular plot and it makes me laugh and I think it's great. And it cuts to Jimmy kind of be like, huh? Um, so that's a laugh. That but again, lovely. it's not that a good movie. It's directed by Jeanot Schwartz, who directed my favourite movie, Santa Claus, the movie. <laughs> uh he also okay. did uh Jaws 2. And he also did Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reed and James Seymour and Christopher mm-hmm. Plummer. That's a great film, Richard Matheson. Um, that's what might be earlier. So there you go. So he did it. He went on to direct episodes of Smallville. Um, but it's it's not great. And again, and Pietro Tool amazing. But again, they're trying, what they did was they tried to get a cast, you know, parallel to Brando Pacman, first film, all of that. But, uh, but actually they needed not have because by, you know, fair enough with the first one, they were trying to establish a tone and set a prestige and show the world this is a serious movie. By Supergirl, people were on board, little kids were on board. They didn't, you know, kids didn't care who Faye Dunaway was, or even Peter O'Toole. If you must, by all means, get Peter O'Toole or a name for Zoltar, that works. But you don't need to spend loads of money on a Faye Dunaway, especially when um, so, so that's what I say to that. Um, So I think that was a misstep and they could have used that budget. Also, when I was watching Supergirl a week after Superman 4, the credits at the beginning looked pretty good, Uh, similar to Superman, but not exactly the same. And I remember thinking, that's how you fucking do it. Then I actually I reviewed it later, and it it was like um, that cost one million dollars. I'm like, well, okay, use the Superman four credits if you must, then, and use that million for a third act. Which the third act is she spins around and they get sucked into a mirror. I don't know what's going on. Weird. It makes no sense. One other thing I'll say about Supergirl is her powers. I don't know if this is from the comics or if it's just like the writers being like she'll just do anything that the plot demands because she could do anything she's Supergirl, which Superman would kind of do as well. But in Supergirl, she's there dressed as Supergirl and she spies the girl's school and she sees all the Enid Brighton students running around in their hockey stuff, in their school uniforms, blazers, and you see specifically, she scans the blazer, scans the logo, looks at the boots, shoes, uh, looks at the satchels and so forth. And then she walks like through the little thicket and she's like Supergirl, goes behind a tree, she's half-dressed, comes out the other side and she's now Lana Lee, Linda Lee. Um, but she, she's got like different, you know, she's got brown hair and, and she's got the satchel and it's like, so that's a power she has apparently, she can manipulate, I don't know what that is, um, she creates new fabric, she changes her hair length and colour. I don't know. With Superman, you assume like whips off his clothes super fast, rolls them up into a little ball that maybe swallows them, and like, you know, yaks them up later and puts them back on his clock. I don't know. But you assume he doesn't just magically go ponk, uh, but you're told explicitly in this film that she does go ponk. Um, so that's interesting. The film also has Max Hedron pop up, uh, Matt Thruer, as a nasty man who gets like picked up by the jaw and thrown through a fence. Did he go to rape her, frankly? And he got off very lightly, considering. Um... But again, not a good film, but ultimately not boring, even though Ethan, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. It's not great. It's not a good film. Um, and Christopher Reeve was offered, like, can you please be in it? And he was like, well, maybe as a cameo, maybe. but at the last minute about it, he's like, no. So they say, like, Superman is off world, uh, flying on a space mission, explaining why he's not there. But Lucy La- uh, Lane has a Superman poster. And, uh, she gets a bit... Uh, the uh, his cousin gets a bit pervy with him and actually moves
0: up close and it's like,
1: uh, which is a bit awkward um, <clears> do, you, <throat> do you remember Supergirl? You,
0: you I do, you- <clears> throat> throat> I remember everything yeah. you've just said Sheppy Funny enough I feel like I saw it quite a bit I think Superman 4 and Supergirl were ones I saw in the cinema and uh, I, I remember seeing them both a couple of times for my sins you know for various reasons I guess it was like a, a good bit of wholesome family fun um, yeah, you know, with, with the promise of Faye Dunaway for the Mummies, as you said, but just—I mm-hmm. uh, feel like, uh, yeah, man. Look, I, I remember all of that. I—I I remember being a wee bit in love with, uh, oh God, Helen Slater, isn't it? Yeah. As Supergirl, yeah. And um, yeah, I—I—I I, I, um, I love all Where that did stuff you around say her. Were
1: your first viewing
0: of Supergirl would have been in in London, I would say, surely. In the Surely,
1: cinema. yeah, I'm
0: sure. I mean. I, I would put good money on the fact we saw that in the cinema, Sheppy, because I'm sure Vicky wanted to see it. I remember having the, the annual of it afterwards. I remember yeah. watching it lots on video. But you liked it. After. Yeah, I'm sure I did. I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, of course, I now I definitely. I it on
1: video yeah. as well. You know, and we I, did, you yeah. know,
0: it was no Superman. I'm sure I was still Team Clark over Team <laughs> Lana. But, um, mm. but I do appreciate that idea of being able to, I mean, you know, if indeed is a power, being able to just look at the latest Vogue that and decide explain. those are going to be your threads, you know. For, if you uh, have
1: to <laughs> fan wank it, you could say that Calel can and does change his appearance, like his facial appearance, and we, the viewer or reader, um, see him as who he is. Like his face, like, a, and just becomes something else. Or he's just, when he's Clark, he He's just like a chameleon circuit. You look at him and you just slide off. Your interest, he's like a he's like Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. <laughs> he, you know, your interest just slides off um, and you just forget about him immediately. And that's kind of a power. It's almost like a hypno power. And that's why people never even consider you know, that I never, like, what? Um, that he might be, you know, and that's, that's, uh, that's you know, that might be a, a thing. That's a fan way, but it works, so.
0: Well, man, um, I I, I want to know what the third one. What was the third one, Sheppy? As part of your trilogy. the third
1: one, Jimmy was Superman Three. Um, and oh And wow. so, and I'm going to say this: I saw Superman Three the last time before this, um, about 2006, um, and I I didn't love it at all. And the last time I saw it before that was probably the 90s or something. But I, like I say, as a kid, I loved it. Um, but I always knew. Um, The way to watch Superman 3, Jimmy, is with some sort of wine or intoxication-based substance, um, and also as the third part of the Superman 4 Supergirl trilogy. And if you do that, Jimmy, then that film, and I'm saying this absolutely sincerely, that film is a four-star
0: masterpiece. Oh, my God. It's
1: absolutely brilliant. Now, it's not, but it's not too. It gets to us three. It really does. If you watch it through that prism, and there's nothing wrong with that, um, It is if you watch Superman 1, Superman 2, Superman 3, it's going to come off badly. Uh, it's like, you know, you say maybe Die Hard or many, many many films. To um, but if you just do it, like if you just watch Return of the Jedi, it's fucking amazing. It's great, great, great anyway, but you know what I mean? Um, so I really enjoyed it. It's still got all the same problems and but it's good and the actual plot what happens is great uh you know of course the fight between clark and superman is amazing the peanut flicking goes without mm-hmm. saying i'm saying it mm-hmm. end, it's amazing it's not evil superman it's like kind of lethargic anti-social superman uh can't be fucked but he can fuck pamela stevens and if he's gonna fuck anyone of course he is um uh, and she of course is great you know, one observation for Superman 3 is that the version I saw at the cinema and the version I had taped off TV uh, and when and, and I rented it out a bazillion times when it wasn't Winnie Wonka in the 80s, it was different to the version that was then shown on TV in the 90s, certainly, and then became available on the DVD box set and so forth because of winning, you know, in the 2000s. When you watch that, which is the one I watched the other day, it's a different cut. Some of the scenes are cut, some scenes are put back in. Just little tiny moments are taken out. Um, the Pamela stevenson's character in the version mm. I remember, she's like reading this book. She's by herself, and it's like a physics book, and she's like saying, oh, this is ridiculous. How can the quantum theory subjugate when they use this vector? Why not use the quad um, And But then like Robert Vaughn comes in and she hides it and gets out like, you know, just 17 or something. And it's just like, oh, um, and it's nice. And there are other little bits that they did leave in where it is obviously shown that she is smart and she's pretending to be a bimbo. But they just take that out and it's like 10 seconds or 15 seconds. max, or probably 10 seconds. Weird. But the biggest change is... The version I saw the most as a kid, you know, the most in my life as a kid, was the film starts with the traditional Superman credits, font, Jimmy, font, over the, over the stars and so forth, and it's, it's classic, and then the first scene is Richard Pryor with his yo-yo waiting in line at the doll place. And then the lady, who was trained by Jimbo, was like, next, no longer eligible, next. Um, and then you've got the, the caper scene, with uh, everything happening on the streets and so forth. Um, so, but the version that I saw with Martin the other day, and the version that uh, is on the DVD, so I saw that in like 2005 or six, is it starts, there's a pre-cred with the next, with, the, with that scene, and it ends with him, with Gus Gorman, which is great that they called him Gus Gorman, because that's a new character. He looks at a packet of cigarettes and he says, why not get a job in computers? And he's like, hmm, and the music, which is still great, 10 thorn using elements of John Williams, like ba ba it builds up, and then the credits start, and it works. I'm such a sucker to a good build-up at the end of a pre-credit and going into the music in a good way, and it does that, so it wins me over, and then it's the caper scene in the city, and the credits are going, still in the Superman swishy font, but at the bottom third of the screen, and the top third is the action, but it still obscures some of it, which never was obscured when I watched it as a kid, so mm. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That Capers moment with the penguins on fire and and all the stuff happening, I loved that as a kid. I hated it as a teenager, and I love it again now. It's so fun and it's so well done. And all the and it's, a, it's a different tone and it totally works for Superman three. And you have got everything happening, and then the blind man and stepping on the guy's head, and the same guy falls down a hole. And then the blind man goes through a painting and finds his dog and and all this crazy stuff happens. It's really nice. And Clark is like walking through the center of it, going about his business as Clark. Um, Got a bank robbery, which then causes a car to crash and fill up with water. The Clark turns into Superman, flies over, saves the guy. And everyone's like, yay. But he just, he lets the bank robbers get away. It's like, I'd never thought of that before. It's like really (laughs) random. Um, But then at the end of that whole sequence, the same guy fallen down the hole and he's stepped on and all this stuff. And he also got like hit by Clark at some point and like, probably broke all his ribs. He's like this sort of weedy, comic-looking guy anyway. Um, right at the end, he's sort of staggering about. There's a guy walking past, like a baker with a tray filled with pies, and he slips on like the little bubbles that fell out of the thing earlier, they got knocked over by the mime, and he slips, and just as Clark is walking in one direction and Pamela Stevens is you know, walking, bouncing along in the other direction, and the guy, the weedy guy is walking right there, and the guy with the tray goes, Woo! and his legs do proper cartoon, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, backwards and forwards as a blur, and then the pie flies up and it's 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 not one shot, but it is, it's so smooth. Just as Clark, it's going to go into Pamela Stevens' face. Clark just really smoothly catches the pie. And it's, it's Christopher Lee doing it. Probably, I know actually it's millions of takes because I remember the making of it it's on ITV and eighties. But he does it, he catches it, swings it out of the way. She keeps walking to the barest of flinch but doesn't react to it at all. Very good acting. And it swings round, goes into the face of the weedy guy. And then Clark is like, walks off and the weedy guy, and the whole end shot is the weedy guy with the pie face, and he's like, boom, boom, and then he's just like, bow, 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 and then he goes into Gus Gorman again. And it's amazing, so I'm going to give that five out of Sheffy's. Five out of Shepard's.
0: I remember that's such an elemental thing to hear back now, shep because I do remember all of that. I remember the making of and the painstaking effort they went to for that whole sequence. And yeah, man, that's absolutely lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. My so, first so intro to Prior, happen. by the way, I don't think mm-hmm. I really was across yeah. Prior before that movie. I think
1: people yeah. of our age, when Superman 3 came out, yes, that stands to reason. And then, of course, we had, um we could go back and see Stir Crazy. And then we had the joy of your bought video of Sino-Evil really <laughs> so that was a huge part of life for a while, a hot minute so yes, so hooray for that was there anything about any of that Superman films, the that, that Christopher Reeves in general? Not really movies? Sheppy. I have
0: one big question I want to ask you because I've not seen it I don't think since the cinema, I wondered if you'd done a Superman Returns revisit like you know, and whether you're uh, I'd imagine you'd have a good view as to whether that one's any good or like fine. whether it holds well, up because I, I don't really have anything on that really um, I did not really remember.
1: I'll say this: Uh, so I saw *Superman Returns* at the cinema, and there was a whole build-up and that trailer, and I was all over it, and I really liked it at the cinema. It's a bit of a *Spider-Man* two wannabe. Um, I loved it at the cinema, and I sort of like forgave and glossed over certain bits. I saw it a few times. I was troubled by the third act always. I wasn't loving you know, it gets slows right down, he gets stabbed, he's fucked up, but then he gets better, but then he takes the Kryptonite Mountain up into space, and that fucks him up again, and it's like, that's too much, man. Um, and it does follow too slavishly in the pacing of Donners, but I did see it, not recently, but, um, I don't know, four years ago, maybe, uh, me and Marta watched it, we saw, like, Superman 2 Richard Donner cut, by the way, we should probably talk about that as well, um, I think, and then we watched Superman, um, yeah, uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, I'm sure it was around then, so it was about five years ago, I'm saying. And that was the first time I'd seen it for about 15 years, after seeing it quite a lot in a condensed you know, period of time, including, I think, I also twice, I saw it again at the IMAX, I think. Um, but anyway, I was all about Superman Returns, and I didn't really like it, but I saw the flaws. When I saw it five years ago, I saw the flaws even more pronounced, The bits I loved are still amazing, and they use the music so well. He, Ralph, is great. Spacey's fine. He's he's angry. His performance is fine. He's still a bit too spacey, and I don't say that considering his current status in the world. I just mean his performance generally. But he does say, "Mind over muscle, this lady." And my God, is his delivery spot on? So think about that. I'll say one other thing about that. The bit that actually some people always talked about—that he was like Mopey Superman. He was like pervy superman spying on lois and her family that is true it is pervy and creepy and it's it's all over the place lois has always been miscast uh, kate bosworth in that film She's always far too young doesn't work um and she doesn't have any chemistry with even clark Suit. So that's a shame um but like i say the good bits are great but, the, but i will one other memory i'll say about superman Returns is i did see it when it first came out on dvd but i saw it with my mum, and I, I remember really looking forward to the eye bit. Again, you get shot in the chest, and then the guy pulls out a gun and point-blank shoots it into Superman's eye, goes into slow-mo and a big close-up of the eye, and you see the bullet crush and compact as it hits this, the surface of his eye, which doesn't you know bend or anything, of course. And the bullet compacts and crunches up and then drops to the floor. And I was waiting for that moment because I loved it, but also I was waiting for my mum to be like, oh, go Soupy, or something like that. Uh, and it happened, and she said, "Eh." So I was like, oh, well, you can't <laughs> win So that's another little memory. But um, it was... So It's I, I've got a lot of time for Superman Returns, but it is very flawed indeed. And it doesn't help that the last third is the least enjoyable bit of the film. It usually helps if the last third is the best uh, Phantom Menace comes to mind. So there you go. Um, Mountain, yes, Ships. yes, a thousand times um, In terms of all of that You say you saw it at the cinema But when was oh, the yeah. last time you saw it?
0: Nothing, that was it, cinema ship So I wow. was, I, I remember enjoying The playing sequence, I remember being moved By the score, being in all the right places As you say oh, And uh, yeah. Let me
1: say this uh, I Now that even Cavill Is the man of yesterday um, Maybe It's time to revisit Knowing that it's probably a three star, hopefully it won't be a two-star for you. But no and the good bits, you know, focus on that. Um, yeah, maybe if it is worth a revisit. I'd be very interested in your take.
0: It's good. I mean enough. The, the trailer got me where it counts cheps the other day, and I thought, yeah, I'm gonna revisit this. I, I think am. I'm really I'm really game for this one. And uh yeah, so quite nice, right. man.
1: Well, good and stuff. Uh, no, well, yeah, to be continued then. Um in t- by the way. In the '90s, there was no Doctor Who, and I, you know, I was a teenager. I was, got my Next Generation, and so forth, and I was, I was surviving, but I was kind of taking what I could get in terms of, for example, Bugs and Crime Traveller from the BBC, um, and then in the '90s was you know, right at this moment was Superman, you know, uh, The New Adventures of Superman, or uh, Lois and Clark, as it's called in America, but not in England, and I watched the shit out of that. Uh, every Saturday, or whenever I was home anyway, he said, like, uh, you know, when I wasn't out banging birds, I was at home watching *The Adventures of Superman, <laughs> and uh, I liked it, uh, and I don't know if I ever saw the final season, because by that point I went to university, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm too big for this, it was just I didn't have a TV, <laughs> my hands were tied, so I, I, by necessity, stopped watching, like, ER at the same time, um, but I I had fond memories, what, what about you?
0: Yeah, me too, Sheppy. I feel like the tone of my pitch is most attuned oh, to Lois and Clark: The Adventures <laughs> of oh, super.
1: Well, that's something I that's was thinking funny. again. Like I was saying about the Hulk, you can do like like the X Files did, mid, you know, like I believe it was five seasons. So between seasons like two and three, you do a fair, a pretty big budget. Dean Cain, you know, Terry Hatcher, the whole cast, a bit large on the big screen. Same tone, but you know, obviously larger budget. Uh, I'd be
0: up for that. Can I quickly ask you on the Terry Hatcher of it all? Like, in term it, it's she's she's right up there, clipping at Margot Kidder's heels, right? In terms of, you know, some people would probably put a reasonable defence together around she's an, as iconic a Lois Lane. Maybe I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't subscribe. I to think that, I, but...
1: I think at the time, and people did like it at the time. Now I don't think people really remember the show. Whereas you know, the films are pretty immortal. So I think time has dulled that particular blade. But for yeah. a moment, I'm sure. And Terry Hatcher is still Terry Hatcher because she did it. But yes, yes. Um, is it... Jimmy, I don't know if it was the same moment, but I think it was with the um, you going, well, first of all, the sausage coming back from the walk, and then you going to the fish and chips chip coming back, and I'm lying there with tomato ketchup on the floor of the night. You want me
0: to tell those stories? I, They're pretty No, no, that, that was them. it. That, that's fine, that's fine. You <laughs> <Still laughs> that, for the that, record. That,
1: that, that do you, but that's probably okay. <laughs> but I believe it was the same immortal evening that we watched um, various things, including falling down for the first time, and we also watched the episode of New Adventures of Superman, which was on because it was Saturday at five thirty-five or five forty, um, and so we watched that episode. And we and during that episode, there's a bit Superman Clark loses his powers and he does kind of like in Spider-Man two, jumps off his balcony and it's like kind of heroic for a second and he hangs in the air, but then it goes ah and he crashes down. But what made us really laugh was I think it was Lois was in outside on the street like trying to get signal on her like '90s phone. And in the background, she's like going, "Ah, you see, Clark just go right into the alleyway and in all these bins, and that was funny." And <laughs> so that's another memory.
0: <laughs> I don't remember that. That's really nice. Uh, that's
1: okay. That's nice. Yeah, it's fair. It's random. <laughs> Very random. There you go. Um, did you watch that show at all, other than that moment? You don't remember?
0: No, ships. I've never revisited, to be honest. No. But did
1: you watch no. it at the time?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I was all in on it. Yeah, it was Saturday, absolutely. You know, make oh, it, make a, nice. make a note in the diary. Zoops is on. Yeah, set the timer, record God, on the VCR, McCool. and we yeah.
1: still are. We're <laughs> as good now as we were then. Think about that. Um, yes, hooray for new adventures. The- <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see, um, or, you know, the, the newest one, which I believe is now even season four of Lois and, or uh, Superman and Lois, with no. people who I not
0: not a minute no, saw, have you? I saw no. a
1: bit of the first season, actually, but I, I must say, you know, I should have, you know, just too much other stuff, and I didn't, but I did see he was introduced in Supergirl, the show with John Cryer as the best Lex Luthor ever, uh, in, like, season two of Supergirl, and I watched those D T shows, so... I saw I saw him introduced, and then it wasn't until much later that I realised it's the kid from Road to Petition, which blew my mind. And once you mm-hmm. see it, you can see it, but it's like, wow.
0: The other one that you've probably done much more of, because I don't think I've really watched an app, was Smallville. I never really got into yeah. that. but um, Exactly
1: um, what I was about to say. Yes.
0: In did you ever
1: see any Smallville? Or no, I
0: don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't know why.
1: I that is set. Well, um, I did. I did watch Smallville, and I, it was post-Buffy and was obviously filling that Buffy hole. So, I, um, yeah, I watched Smallville. But I, think, I think it ran for like 10 or 11 seasons, um, and I watched maybe the first maximum six. And by the sixth season, let's say, the last one I watched was when I was living in Guildford with my friends, and we kind of kept up. I think it came out on DVD, and we were working at Smith, so we like bought it for like you know just discount stuff and bought it back and watched season five or six. But we were kind of by that point, he should really be working in Metropolis, being Clark Kent the Superman by now. Uh, and the, and it was getting it was good enough. Like there were cool super villains. Like there was this one who like Magneto, but with glass. They could kill you by glass, with shaped glass, and control glass. And he was um, killed a guy because like, the guy was wearing glasses and so the glass goes pow into his eyes It's like fucking out, pretty hardcore um uh-huh. and kills him that way so it had its moments. so i don't want to totally shit on smallville but it did run too long and i think and it got more and more ridiculous and lois lane turned up and became a main character and stuff and it's like mm, no that really misses the point when like perry white turns up and says, so "Well, oh, who in real oh. life um is married to the uh, annette Tool?" who was Lana Lang, well, she was Lana Lang in Superman 3, and she is um, Martha Kent, a small girl, in that sense. Um, all of that is fine, ultimately, but it did run on for too long, and they should have been like, and you know, it's not the creator's fault, but um, Goff and Miller, but it should have been five seasons, and that's our plan, you have it mapped out very roughly, but you know the end point, and just do it. Um, but of course that's not the way. I will say about Smallville it did for the first time for me what uh, is now pretty regular and common but I've never done it before I've seen it before which is normally in Superman or and any of The Flash that also existed um, in, you know, like in the 90s TV show for example when it runs really fast you see it as a blur um, or maybe you see it as, as a close up and it's kind of you know Steve Austin and he's running in slow motion uh, but it's all like a blur or oh, it's like pew 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 um, but in in this for the first time like i believe it was in a cemetery it was an early season of smallville and someone opens up with a machine gun in a, at like a funeral in the rain and clark runs and it goes into you know he's running super speed but the camera stays with him and everything else is frozen like i say that's been done a lot very well but I, that was the first time i'd seen that and like he goes and the, the raindrops are coming down and like you know they're sort of pinging or, you know, they're going like super slow and he's running through that, so that looks really cool. And the bullets from the machine gun are spraying out and he's, like batting them out of the way. And he runs, and the last one is about to get probably Lana right in the face. And he gets it and catches it just as he's, like just about to touch her forehead and stuff like that. And he like looks at her for a second, but of course, she can't see him. So soon, soon, he runs back and then gets to. Spectacle. and everyone's guns now you know the guy's guns disappeared because it's like it's up a tree the guy's being thrown up another tree and it's like Clark's like oh I don't know what happened and that was great so that was like a nice small bill thing
0: that's uh, brilliant that's brilliant, brilliant. that sounds yes. really cool
1: <laughs> it was it was great it was great so it had really good moments um from when I watched it certainly um but yeah I think it certainly was a victim it's the anti-firefly um but that's nice also, there was, it should be said, a, a late 80s, early 90s Superboy TV show, which I saw one episode of. Do you remember Superboy?
0: Nothing. Yeah. i got nothing. Show. Worry. I remember Super Ted, but not Superboy. Well, Boy.
1: that's, that's and Super Gran, of course. Of course. But that's fine. Then you got the Henry Cavills. Um, oh, and there was also, it should be said, 90s and 2000s cartoon made by Bruce Timm, who also did, had a hand in the Batman 90s cartoon which is amazing, it always has been. The Superman one, I never really saw, to be honest, but I'm sure the caliber is excellent and sort of worth a shout out. It's a a goodie. Um, And also then, yes, Henry Cavill. I wanted um, Superman Returns Returns um, and I was holding out for it. And and of course, Ralph did. And he said, if we did do it, we'd have like you know Buddy Buddy with Jimmy or Buddy Buddy Adventures with Jimmy and stuff like that. That But of course not. Henry Cavill, great. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Uh, I've got my issues with Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. But uh, generally, I, I do really like those films. Um, and I can get past a lot of it. Uh, Zack Snyder doesn't get Superman. He's one of the people who actually is like Superman's not very cool, so let's make him darker and edgy and take away the blue pants, out the red pants. Uh, and it's like, uh, just make Batman films, man. That's obviously what you want to do. Um, but his action is great. He, Written direct action very well, Slider. But he doesn't really get it So that's a shame. Um, but I like I do like both of those films. Uh what about you? Oh, and the director's cut of uh, Batman does genuinely make it better.
0: I've not seen director's cut of, of Batman versus Soup's or the Justice League one. Well we league. can get I'm to sure.
1: that, but just in terms of those two, you know, which focus on you know Henry.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just um yeah, look, I, I I uh I I I've done my little list, Sheps, and they're they're at the top they're kind of not near the bottom, really. Like, you know, Man of Steel I had such high hopes for, and even just from the trailer as well, like it's such a cool way to go, like to have this childhood and flashbacks and stuff. And like it's just the first half yeah. is bloody strong. First half is enough for it to have maybe been in at number two if they kept that up, you know, and of like overall Superman movies, you know, because it's just really good. And then it just, yeah, like you say, it doesn't, I agree with all your points. He doesn't really know how to do soups. He doesn't really want to do soups. You feel it in, in, in it. in a great Superman, something. though.
1: At the cinema, I wasn't bothered. I was like, oh no, but I wasn't thinking, I wasn't aghast at the collateral damage situation in the fight, interestingly. And when you do watch it, for the most part, when the cities are being destroyed, Suits isn't there. He's across the globe fighting them machine um so there is that but should so many people die in a superman film And a film they even say in the film it's about hope so you know again it's Zack Snyder's trying to be a bit cool I think and it's like you don't you know but one thing I've always actually thought not always but before Man of Steel I will say I was like they never made a superman where they really play it play up the alien angle the fact you know do it like an alien invasion film or something show it like that The get superhero genre exists and then have it and tell the exact story from that prison. Uh, and they kind of did with Man of Steel. And that has a really good last line where Lois says, Welcome to the planet. He's thinking his name. And that whole bit, and talk about the last bits being the best bits. I really love that end. And they get in the lift and the door closes just as he puts his you know, his glasses on and all of that. He becomes Clark Ed. And But Lois knows right from the off. And I like that interpretation. Totally cool. I really like Amy Adams as well. Uh, great. And yeah, so I like that like you say, how it, how it was told. I don't mind him snapping Zod's neck, I'm going to say. The way they did it to justify it, it doesn't eat me up. Um, but it, it, it annoys me much more that Batman kills people when he's going to have a play. That, kills, mm-hmm. that annoys me much. Um, but I'm, you know, so, and also, you. I would never believe that John Willis, like, why bother making a Superman film if you're not going to use the John Williams scene? Why bother? It's, you can't beat it. And it hasn't been beaten. And of course it works and it's specific and so forth. And it would always work and it's amazing. But Zimmer came in and he did just deliver the pants of it. And yeah. it's so good. He bloody loves the Zimmer Superman thing, and all of that. And and that's a big kudos to good old Zimmer.
2: Yeah, you're I right I always
1: thought I always thought that for Batman v Superman they could have really splashed out and had because Zimmer didn't want to do the Batman theme, then I'll continue doing suits, but I don't want to come up with them in Batman theme because I've just done Dark Knight trilogy and I'm all batted out. So they got, I believe, Thomas Newton Howard, and he did the Batman theme. Why not go for it? Oh no, it's pie in the sky. Get John Williams. Get a John Williams Batman theme. That would be nice versus wow. the Zimmer wow. Batman theme. Um, but again, another world in it. Um, but again, nice all of that, and I like. I, I read, you know, I, out of comics. I read uh, the Dark Knight Turns and it's uh, and in that is basically Batman in that suit, as Ben Affleck wears, having more or less the same bike of suits, um, and it's, it's so it's nice to see that you know on the big screen, you know, the interpretation of that scene is very satisfying for me. So
0: yes. Um, Sheppy, you need to get to Hollywood as a consultant because that idea is like John Williams writing that score is genius, man. That would have been absolutely brilliant. Absolutely bloody txt. brilliant. With the yeah. tasty, I
1: won't lie. Not bad, but good old Zimmer anyway for all of that. Um, oh, okay. So, Justice League, did you see the Joss Whedon version ish thing yeah. Or, yeah, in yeah. the cinema?
0: Uh, no, I think I saw it after cinema. I'm not sure I saw it in the cinema. As right. a ship, so I, did you yeah. like
1: it when you did see it?
0: To be honest, not really, no, really. I, I I I can't even remember it right now, but I know I've seen it. Isn't that ridiculous? I remember I was killed?
1: underwhelmed and so on. Yeah, it's interesting though. I've seen it again, again, while, ages ago, but it's not, it, you know, yeah. Ultimately, if Whedon had been given it from the off, then I mean, it would have worked, for sure. Uh, but it, it wasn't fixed and no one liked it. Yeah, and it ruined his career and life. Right That aside, did you see the Zack Snyder cut when they finally did? And Snyder went off after the huge campaign, and he was given like a lot of money, and he shot scenes. He even shot scenes that he wouldn't have shot anyway. Like, if I'm doing this, I might as well put the Green Lantern in there and Martian Manhunter and shit. And he really goes for and films with Affleck, like whole new bits. It's four hours, and it's broken up. You can do it. I did it in the same way as I did. Rana Hamlet, for example, yeah. I recommend, oh, indeed, Apocalypse Now, the Ultra Cut, um, do it like a TV show, like four hour segments over the course of a Sunday afternoon. Uh, Dancing with the Wolves, we did it that way as well. Take little breaks every hour, like have a to eat, take the dog out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it works, it works much better because you watch each chunk separately. More than that, the Snyder Cut is actually like five or eight, six chapters so you could of course, it's right there, you could do it to break it up even more by forty five minute chance. And I will say I really liked it. Uh, again, I saw it I think in good conditions, not at the cinema, of course, but it was it was good. So I would recommend it.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah. So does Superman come off fit any better in that version?
1: Yes. He turns okay. up, he's wearing his cool black suit from the comics, um, which is nice. He's, he's good. Um, they have an alternative wasteland. Good bit. Uh, Jared Leto turns up, and you're not unhappy to see him. I have to say, you're not displeased <laughs> at all. It works. You're like, oh, why not? And that bit was filmed especially because they were doing it anyway, and so forth. I should quickly say, by the way, Superman three. Gus Gorman gives soups the kryptonite, but he's got tar in it, and so it doesn't turn. it doesn't kill him. It turns him despondent. Um, in the comics, that was gold kryptonite that did that. But really, they could have just given him red kryptonite, and that's good enough, but they just wanted it green. No one knows what red kryptonite is. Well, make it green. That's a shame. That's totally irrelevant to Justice League. But um, I recommend. You saw the recent Flash movie. uh,
0: Did Ships.
1: I saw it a little bit before that, but now's probably a good moment, not least because... Now, quick spoilers are coming up for the Flash movie.
0: Shepi is not lying about our future Flash fickleness and frippery. We are literally about to ruin that movie if you haven't seen it. So if you want to protect yourself from that, then uh, grab yourself a hearty snack and zip forward uh, <laughs> Flash style um, to uh, one hour 15, uh, about five minutes in the future. And uh, we will see you there.
1: Here we go. Spoiler. First of all, Soups and Supergirls, Slater and Reeves turn up. Weird CGI, but I, I it was very with weird it. CGI. That was lovely to see and I liked it. And also Nicolas Cage turning up fighting <clears> giant spiders, <throat> which is from the Kevin Smith thing that will remind me to talk about again. But that was a lovely homage to that. And the real thing I wanted to talk about. First of all, lovely to see Keaton, but the real thing, uh the very end. And Bruce Wayne turns up and it's Clooney you've had Affleck, you've (laughs) had Keaton (laughs) and then the crowd parts, and it's Clooney um, and it ends on a ha and he's very good at doing ha's as we um, I I blew my socks and I I liked it what about you? Uh,
0: I liked it Sheppy. I thought it was fun I thought the first half of the movie was way better I mean that
1: specific bit, whilst we're still in the spoiler bubble did you like Clooney turns up as Bruce Wayne?
0: I I did I did I heard uh, I I read up on that and I understand that it was going to I prefer the alternative, which is what they also filmed. I understand, which is Keaton turning up as well. Like so, originally Keaton turns up at the end, so he's still alternate universe. But I was going to set oh, up so no Keaton at all. No, and then it was going to be like a Keaton Batman universe, like another well, I know Batman that, movie. But
1: and then they did that; they filmed Batgirl, and he was in it, and he was in Acroman yeah. and they cut his scenes from that as well. But that's okay because it's all alternative universes, so it wouldn't have changed anything. And I will take Clooney any day of the week because that was the best moment I've ever seen. It was lovely to see Michael Keaton as Batman. That was wonderful. But specifically, I liked Supergirl in it very much. That I liked her character very much. And again, it was lovely seeing different you saw George Reeve as well. It was nice.
0: Yeah. It was. I thought it was a decent movie. I thought it was a decent movie, Sheppy. I thought it fell apart in the middle. My my takeaway, my biggest takeaway from The Flash is Keaton is objectively my favourite of a Batman. Like he was so good on his Batman again. And um I think it's a better movie if Nicolas Cage as superman is who they're rescuing rather than supergirl for me like if they that would have been such a shock like if that's who they go in to go and pick up from that siberian that security like yeah, and then you get Keaton and cage together yeah. as those two characters that would have been and like and they just slightly threw supergirl away for me i mean i i've got no vested interest in what they've done with supergirl at the moment i i but it's just more like I just thought that would have been a really cool little moment if it had been well, Cage you know, waiting for I'm
1: them. not going to blame the film that it's not that because who knows the logistical problems and, if, you know, and all that. So I won't hold that against the film. But yes, that would be amazing. Um, it was lovely to see Cage, and ultimately, I did like the film. I also it made me mourn the death of this particular universe because the beginning whole segment with Wonder Woman and Batman. And, mm. it's, you know, and it's Affleck and, and Godot, and it's all of them, and they're all doing shit, and there's that great big action sequence at the beginning, not even, and it's like loads of Batman stuff, and it's great, and then you've got the falling babies out of the window, oh, and I loved that. That was amazing. The balls! And amazing. And then the, the the nurse just losing a shit and screaming instead of being like in a typical superhero, like, thank you, thank you, you would realistically just lose your fucking shit. So all of that, uh, and the baby in the microwave, I, I was a big fan and also eating the things really quickly to get his metabolism back up. Um, So I liked all and I was so happy, the biggest thing, even more than Clooney, the biggest thing I was so happy about was um, Jeremy Irons popping up as Alfred and delivering uh, the best line, delivered the best ever, where he just says, babies, uh, when they fly out the top, um, it was amazing. <laughs> so yes, I, I liked that. So that really helped.
0: I'm gonna say it's my favourite leg tattoo in cinema history as well, Sheppy. I enjoyed the leg tattoo of um, the, the flatmates. It just alludes to the um, the the alternative uh, version of Back to the Future. I just thought that was fun.
1: I, I don't, don't remember know. that at all what's the tattoo oh i'll
0: just say that just eric stoltz just being in back to the future just makes me happy oh that? That was <laughs> quite fun that was all yeah that was all but yeah just um yeah nice man did you want to say anything about um the uh donna extra two before we oh, get yeah. into pictures well, did you see can... the donna
1: cut of superman 2?
0: i think i have man i don't i i, uh, I don't know i had some sort of um video version of it where uh it was extended, but I don't know if it's the official one, to be honest.
1: No, no. You're thinking of the um, director's cut of Superman the movie. Oh, probably, yeah. Probably. Superman 2, the Donner cut. Just so people know, in case, you know... Uh, but Superman and Superman 2 were filmed like the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one big block uh, by Richard Donner. And he he filmed all of Superman, and he was about halfway through Superman 2, if not a little bit more, um, maybe much more, actually... And then Superman the movie was released, it was very successful. So when the producers fired Donna, the whole killing the Golden Goose, you know, totally lost on them, hired Richard Lester and said, let's finish Superman 2 on the cheap, cut all the corners that Donna didn't want to cut. Because now the first one's successful We're like, fuck it. Um, You know, just the logic just lost on them, for the lack of logic. So they got in Lester, bless him, and they reshot loads of Superman 2. They put in the Eiffel Tower bit, in fairness. Um, loads of bits, but every scene you've seen with Gene Hackman is Donna, for example, because Hackman filmed all his stuff on one and two, one massive block. Um, and so then years and years later, in like 2000 if not a little bit after that, Donna did, you know, got, someone did it, and Donna came in and supervised, and they got it all together, and some of the scenes they used from the screen test, before even, you know, when they were still screen testing Superman, and it's the equivalent scene from superman 2 where he falls into the fire in front of lois and that's how he finds out he's not superman then this version of the version of the script that donna never got around to filming but it was the screen test so that it could have been even though of course the continuity doesn't match they so just edited in and it's like lovely is lois getting a gun pointing it at a clock I, I know you're superman i know you're gonna survive this but she pulls the trigger and bang and clark's like yeah but then he straightens up and takes off his glasses and says, you know miss lane if i wasn't you know, If I really was Clark, that would have killed me. And she goes, blanks, gotcha, and tricks him. And, you know, it's, it's nice. So I like the fire, but that's, that is great. And and it's, it's, so they've got this thing, and, it's, and they use different takes, different, um, you know, all the way through. It's, whenever they can, they can nice. use a different take. Um, and it's a very different experience, and I like it. It's, I, I ultimately, I prefer, I will say there's an extra Ursa bit, in the White House attack, which is great. And there's another bit where, in the second in the White House attack, where Zod gets a machine gun of one of the troopers and uses the machine gun and kills other troopers and sort of laughs, like, ha, ha, ha. And it's really disturbing seeing wow. someone with such so powers killing men with a machine gun. It's really, really, really unsettling. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Uh, so I do recommend it to everyone, but ultimately I do like the first version you know, the, the Richard Lester, and I like Superman 2 starting with the Eiffel Tower bit, it's like you know, having a thing, it doesn't necessarily, even though it does kick everything off, because originally it wasn't the lift with the atomic bomb from the Eiffel Tower releasing, you know, Zod and everyone from the Phantom Zone mirror thing, it was the missiles, so in the original, so in the dollar cut, it starts and you see the end of Superman 1. And he throws the missile into space and it blows up. And now you see from a different angle, it releases the dudes. So another little difference. But again, you don't get the Eiffel Tower. Village, right? So there's lots of stuff like that.
0: But it's worth a watch. Interesting, right? What a curio. I like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: yeah, very interesting. Um, I was going to mention one other thing. Oh, yeah. Superman 3 does the thing that I really like. In all Superman things, but Superman 3 makes a point of doing it each time. Is when he changes from Clark into soups, they always do it in, in an inventive way. Um, like he runs into a photo fo- into a photo box and he comes out and takes it. You see the four photos the mm-hmm. transformation, <laughs> he makes it Clark, he makes a clock, gives a speed map after the kid flies off. There's that, there, there are loads, but that, that's one when he changes um, when Ricky is going to be combined harvested after Clark's eating that pate there's like a fence and he runs and he runs and so it's like a strobe as he runs behind the fence like a serotrope as he changes into suits and flies up and, and stuff like that that happens every time he changes they do something clever so I've tried to do that a little bit spoiler oh um, that's exciting not, I, 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 no, my hands were tied a little bit actually due to certain things but you know, <laughs> budget constraints but nonetheless um, I like that about Superman 3, I want to say. One other uh, thing I'm going to say really quickly, there was a comic I read. T- We'd better just quickly talk about the comics of Superman unless there's anything else you want to say about anything else. No, go for it. In terms of the actual source material, did you ever read, I mean, I know you read Death of Superman, but did you read uh, any Superman comics?
0: Not really beyond that. I I, I love the Death of Superman. I love the World Without Superman and the Return of Superman, that particular run. Really, got to me, and I thought it was wicked. And I don't know that it was fully realized by Snyder in that, you know. But it was, no. um, um, yeah, yeah, no, but it was. I loved it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I remember you said to me, and if you, if you, meaning Jimmy, Jimmy said to Sheppy, Sheppy old son, if I made or if someone made an adaptation of these comics, the episode ending after Superman's been killed by Doomsday. I would have it with uh, sort of like little images in like sepia, silent, but you see the images from like a Superman talking to Lois and like sort of a montage during the end credits with, <laughs> do you ever know that you're my hero? I believe <laughs> was, was no, I,
0: saw I it was Amazing.
1: <laughs> so I, I have to share it because it's a memory <laughs> right? and it's there. Um, and that was your that was your idea. Uh, it might not have been that song, and I'm kicking myself if it if it
0: is. It might have been Mariah Carey's song. "Hero." I say through my and fingertips. Then a hero
1: comes along. It was because, that one. And what, then a hero yeah. comes along. Yeah, da, 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 da. There
0: what you go. Asshole. There you go. Amazing. No,
1: so, I, I, I like I like early nineties Jimmy. I will say you had a, a Superman annual. And I read in that, and it was from the early 80s, I read in that, they were like, aren't you looking forward to Superman 2 hitting cinemas soon? You know, we are. I'm like, yeah, all right, don't oversell it. it. I read a bunch of, not many Superman comics growing up or anything like that, but I did read a bunch when I was working at Smith's, and I was in charge of the comic counter, where I ordered lots of nice comics, and I kind of read them, but I didn't bend the spine, Um, you know, whilst I was behind the till, and there you go. There's there's nice. a confession that they did after all these years, and I read... Red Sun, amongst other Superman things, but Red Sun, I believe it's Mark Miller. Um, or, yeah, or maybe Grant Morrison, Buck. It's one of those two. Um, and the idea is Superman as a baby lands, uh, but, you know, it's 12 hours earlier or later, so the Earth is rotated, so he lands in Ukraine instead of America, and it's Superman story, uh, alternative universe, diary, into a hammer and sickle insignia instead of the logo.
2: And, uh, interesting. It's
1: now we saw the adaptation of that. I remember the comic, and it was interesting. So we saw the adaptation of that, um, uh, which is a cartoon, and Jason Isaac plays Russian Superman or Ukrainian Superman, um, and it's fucking amazing. It was okay. like, yeah, really good.
2: I'm really look good. that up. Really, good.
1: really shocking moments um moments that you don't expect. And people pop up. It's like Watch or Forest Gump Um Lenin's in it. Um <laughs> Kennedy's in it. Uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So anyway, that's good. That um good we choice. should uh, and I, I read other comics I think, but not many. Um there's there, there was like how do you what do you get the man from tomorrow or something like that. And that was good and that is Grant Morrison. Um and there was a Superman comic um where I remember hearing about, but I never read it, where Zod gets, super, you know, uh, he takes away Superman's powers, he does a Superman 2 movie, and then he runs at, at Superman, uh, you know, super speed, and he's just going to run through Superman, you know, killing uh, Zod. Uh, but then the sun comes back out, or something happens, and Superman gets his power back, and he switches, again, Superman 2, style, with Zod, so now Zod doesn't have a power, and Soup's does, but Zod is already travelling towards Superman at super speed, and so he just bursts and turns into, like, a, a cloud of jam as he hits Superman at, at that speed. So I, I've always liked that. Um, so there you go. That's probably... I mean, we've already talked a lot, so let's move on to the next phase, which isn't the pitches, but there's something else I'd like to okay, quickly discuss. Okay, let's do it, shep, I mean, Unless there's anything else... No, no, let's we... get
0: to the next phase, Defo, because I'm conscious, man, like... We're, we're an hour and 20 and we've got to be careful because yeah we, i we, know cause we, it's we, we a can't. long
1: thing well look before we get to the pitches um and i did some research as i mentioned before and i just want to share a little thing just like in terms of superman the character created by jerry siegel and joe schuster uh but uh, and they never said superman came from Nietzsche chi uh, or anything like that or some, but rather superman was like used to describe like impressive sportsmen at the time. And that whole sort of thing with that sort of muscle man was a huge influence, right down to the pants on the outside. And uh, the writer was very into that. Very, very originally, the original idea, Superman was a, a bald-headed telekinetic villain, uh, which wow. is interesting. Uh, influenced by John Carter, amongst other things. Uh, and also Clark, apparently, was influenced by Harold Lloyd. Let's see. Oh, nice. uh, and I'll also say in an early comic, Superman didn't give a shit, like uh, a bit more rougher on the edges, to say the least. Killing street thugs all over the place, Snyder would have loved it. In one early comic, the baddies are escaping by plane, and Soup's like, not so fast, and flies through the plane and kills them, <laughs> blows up the plane. It's like, fucking hell, man. It was, it was 1938 Superman was created, you know, as we know it, and the editor of the strip in 1940, he's the one who said Supes shouldn't kill and tone down the violence and tone down the social commentary. It was all about social commentary at the time, lots of that, which is great. Superman, like knocking down and raising uh, the slums of Metropolis so that it will build new stuff and, you know, indicting City Hall for not taking care of its citizens and stuff like that. But the 1940s editor was like, he shouldn't kill, but he also shouldn't, you know, be so political. And then more outlandish supervillains were introduced in the 40s. Um, and another editor who edited the strip in one way or another from 1940 all the way to 1970, he wanted uh, like continuity and logic given to Superman's powers, whereas before, you know, he could just do whatever he wanted, pure Helen Slater style. Uh, and he also wanted like backstory and origin and mythology. And under his stewardship, you know, Krypton. Fortress of Solitude as well as Supergirl and Bizarro. Uh, also originally, Clark worked for the Daily Star. Imagine if it was set in England and, and Clark worked for the Daily Star, That'd be <laughs> In the 70s, in the comic, Clark was a journalist, a TV journalist, because uh, they're trying to be cool. Um, it was um, in, in 1949, in a Superboy comic, the hometown was officially called Smallville. Uh, in the 78 movie, uh, Smallville is said to be in Kansas, which stays canon after that, but before the seventy-eight movie, uh, in in a Superboy comic again, it's in Maryland, which is interesting, which also makes me think, like, what if like Smallville was in New Mexico or Colorado or Alaska? You know, if you're going to keep it within the states, but somewhere very different would be interesting. Sixty-one, it was established that Supes gets his powers from the Yellow Sun. Before that, on Krypton, you would see flashbacks of his parents and everyone just flying about uh amazing uh in 1966 there was a, a tony nominated musical released for the stage called it's a bird it's a plane it's superman it was mostly well received but it never did too well and it lasted 129 performances and surprisingly it was revived the very next year and again in 1992 amazing other stage shows have also been produced of superman right up to 2007 with a UK version of the production in 2014 in London. I could have seen that, but well, where was it? I, I don't understand. But with apparently less fanfare, uh, apparently than that Spider-Man, don't turn off the dark or whatever, because I've never heard of these, and I bet they're great. By the way, the villain in the original, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, um, I have taken some of that from I, and I have absolutely, Abner Sedgwick, say no more. Um, a series of Superman theatrical animated shorts were released between 41 and 43. These are very famous, the Felsher Phil- um, Studios one. Um, 17 episodes, about 10 minutes long. We, uh, the first nine especially were done like really They really hold up, they're beautifully done. Um, the first live action serial adaptation of Superman was 1948. Uh, Kirk Owen became the first actor to portray soups on screen live action. And at the time, it was the most profitable movie series in movie history. Uh, Join in next week, see how Superman does this. Ah, uh, then George Reeve. The first feature film was Superman and the Mole Men, a 58-minute B-movie released um, in 1951, starring George Reeve as Superman, uh, and was intended to promote the subsequent television show, which ran from 52 to 58. Did you ever see the George Reeve? Superman not show.
0: really, Sheps, just bits of it, you know. and Yeah, not really.
1: Yeah. I saw it, like it was on Channel 4 stuff, and I saw bits. Yeah. Uh, I saw episodes, like, I think it was like you know, school summer holidays, and I think it was on and I would watch it. Yeah. Uh, for people in the uh, 70s into the 80s, you had Super Friends, the Hanna-Barbera show, but I, for some reason, I don't know, I never saw it. Um, it was never seemed to be on. Did you ever see Super Friends, Batman, Superman, everyone, Crypto?
0: Yeah, this feels a bit familiar. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, again, yeah, I'll try and, I might very, try and find it, it on YouTube for us or something. But and, like
1: but, a lot of yeah. people, it's like you know, their E-Man or you know, whatever. Uh, the seventy-five-year-old cartoon um, shows. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's when on the seventy-fifth anniversary, there was that nice cartoon that you watched, where it shows many, many different Superman, you know, interpretations. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's nice um, there.
1: That. By the way, Leaf Phoenix was in Superboy in the very early 90s. So there you go. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, um, and also, yeah, New Adventures <clears throat> was, was, was fine for me. David Warner was in that, which is nice. uh, Also, um, it, do you remember in Batman Forever when they mentioned briefly Metropolis? Um, that was always like, just that. It was like, it was huge. And just thinking, that yeah. it's Dean came in Al Kilmer's world. Uh, so that's nice. The classic take of Clark versus Superman, uh, because of Tarantino, I think a lot of people go with the theory that Clark is the disguise and Superman is the real person. And I love that interpretation. And I Yeah, definitely. I But another nice take, which is actually my favourite from the Dean Kane universe, which I personally subscribe to, is that Superman is what he can do and Clark is who he is. And one thing about that show that I like, just because it's different and unique for me, in my experience, is that Dean Cain's Clark is actually cool, and I like that. And he's like successful with journalists, and he's like actually him and Lois were a famous team. Got billboards up around Metropolis, and it's I like that. Um, it's yeah, I wouldn't want it all the time, but I like that idea. Uh, so that's nice. Um, <clears throat> I think that oh yeah, the, the Kevin Smith thing. Kevin Smith in ninety six was hired to write a script called Superman um, Lives. And it almost happened. John Peters is a very famous thing. I recommend if no one knows, check out Kevin Smith, Superman, John Peters on YouTube. He tells the whole story. Crazy producer. He wanted Superman fighting giant spiders. Uh, Nicolas Cage was going to be in it. Um, I, the, the the script, the Kevin Smith script, was available. And I read the first bit like ages ago. Superman dies at the end of Act One. Um, so yeah, it's 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 good. I, I But but people seem to forget. Tim Burton then came on board and Nicolas Cage and so on. Tim Burton was never going to make that Kevin Smith script. It was never going to happen once Burton came on. So people are always like, ah, oh, the Tim Burton script, yeah, I mean, the, the Kevin Smith script with Nicolas Cage, but it was never going to happen once Burton was there. Um, but it, there's a good documentary called The Death of Superman Lives, which goes into all of this, which is good. Uh, yeah, nice. so it's the big <clears throat> Lots of photos exist of Nicolas Cage as Superman his version would have been kind of goofy Superman, I mean, Clark, goof, goofy Clark, with like a um, Mickey Mouse T-shirt and laughing at jokes that he can hear from across the city and stuff. And I can see that, oh, that works for me. Right. <laughs> so, And he looked like he was gonna have long hair, which I'm not a big fan. <laughs> um, so, so there you are, so there's just some Superman stuff. Um, Seinfeld, I, we're both fans of, and he loves Lois. He loves Superman, the comic and everything. And he dates uh, a Lois in a, an episode of Seinfeld, and they, they use the Superman theme. And he keeps, like, he just loves going out with it. But he could say, like, gee, Lois, you'd have to be Superman to get to the restaurant on time and stuff like that. Um, whatever you say, Lois, he just like, yeah. Um Oh, yeah, I saw Superman 1 and 2 uh, as a double bill in Guilford Cinema in, like, the early 80s. They showed both, and we saw them in the wrong order, so we saw Superman 2 and Superman 1. But I was, like, three or four, so I didn't care. And there was a bomb scare. and We had to go and stand outside. And my mum bought me a Batman or Spider-Man comic. So there you go. There's also a Saturday Night Live from the, the era with Margot Kidder and Bill Murray as Superman, which is worth checking out on YouTube. That's great. I think John Belushi's The Hulk. I think about that. Um, and it is pure. Yeah. For that first, you know, for the 78 film, Sylvester Stallone, James Caan, and Muhammad Ali were all considered for Superman. I want you to think about that for a minute. Uh, Richard Donner was offered and passed on Superman 4 because he was like, for a second I thought about the possibility but then I'm like, if, if, well, there's no story. Superman 3 uses up all the best possible story ideas now that, so there's no point. And there you are. Um, in terms of everything else, Jimmy? Oh, I used to have I, a, I I used a to have thing. Superman.
0: That was amazing. I used to have
1: Superman trainers. Uh, I had a I had photos of me in a Superman suit when I was about four. <laughs> I had a Superman t-shirt that some auntie I bought bought knockoff because it was uh, the, the logo was upside down and the whole thing was beige. But I really liked the fact that I had the Superman, you know, triangle upside down. I thought it looked cool. But in retrospect, yeah, I think that was like a, a dodgy London market. Spitfield strikes again. One other thing I quickly want to mention, by the way, um about Superman is that I had a whole what if idea at university that what if in Superman two, it's an alternative universe, he doesn't get his powers back at the end. Um Zod does enslave the universe, keeps suits as a slave, and he's fucked forever, maybe kills him. Um and this film is now set like five or ten years later, into Zod's rule. And the vague uh, complacency shown in Superman 2 with like, and the day before that is really pushed to the max. We find out that Ursa is now, you know, distant from Zod and, you know, they're, they're unhappy together. Non is mindless and just gets on with it. Uh, Lex is now beginning to build a rebellion from his base on Australia. Um, and, and also, there's hardcore, hardcore violence, including like things you, you know, I just, a teenage me imagining things you could do with Superman, like thin laser beams from his eyes straight into someone else's eyes, which has now been done in Brightburn and The Boys. And when I watched both of those, I was like, hey. So that was just nice to see. So I always thought that would be an interesting idea. And one other thing, there was, um, before we started this podcast, I wrote to you a a message because I would just seen Mickey Blue Eyes. For the first time, finally, I watched it. And again, this is about... (laughs) And I said, interesting concept. What if it's it's exactly the same concept, but instead of James Kahn being the right to be uh, father, and he's like a mafioso person, what if it's Lex Luthor, and it's and Superman's in the film, but always just like in the background, and maybe Clark is in one scene, but it's not about Superman at all, and it's not about Lex trying to destroy the world. It's the same, and it's about the central Hugh Grant character and the and Lex's daughter, and it does stay with them, but the James Bond character is Lex Luthor, and maybe Clark interviews the Hugh uh, uh, the Hugh Grant character, saying like, "Oh, I'm Clark Kent," but he's kind of when you read it between the lines, he's like, "Who is this guy? Is He some sort of criminal mastermind and all this sort of stuff." So I thought that would be interesting.
0: That's amazing. That's a brilliant idea. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, is that everything that I was going to say? <laughs> That's I amazing. Think so.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's all right. Uh, very quickly, and my order is all over the place. But my favourite is super. Just in terms of the films, focusing on Superman, Superman the movie, Superman two, Superman. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say, and people might hate me, I'm gonna say Batman versus Superman. Then I'm gonna say Superman three. Then I'm gonna say Man of Steel. But I do really like Man of Steel. Um, and that and that's basically my order for the. Oh, and then super, I, I guess. Oh well, yeah, then I guess superman 4 then i guess yeah is that it i guess superman 4 has to be the, the, the least out of that and then i'm not counting the justice leaks just, just those ones so there you go
0: nice Sheps. um one superman the movie two superman two three superman three just keeping the bloody numbers man keep the simps then four, Man of Steel. Um, and that may flip with Superman 3, depending on how angry I am with the Zod neck snap when I rewatch it one day. Um, then five, I've gone Batman versus Superman. Four, Quest for Peace. I did include Justice League original at seven, but it doesn't really matter if we're snapping them mm-hmm. off anyway. And plus, it's only because I don't remember it. I don't remember it one iota. Um, but yeah, anyway, Sheps, that's so I'm. I'm looking forward to Ballad, doing it.
1: Very valid. I like it. <laughs> Can I really? take this moment to say mm. something else about Superman 4?
0: Please, Chefs.
1: First of all, Lex lives in Del Boy's dream flat. It's like really garish with like leopard skin. <laughs> it's obviously really expensive. It, it, it's, it's Del Boy, but on like, you know, big, big, he's splashed out, um, which is interesting. There's a scene where Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor is sharing it with um, William Hoopkins. And Jim Broadbent, for God's what? sake. Uh, you've got your <laughs> Porkins. You've got your Slater. Come to that, if you're talking to boy. Um, Yeah. And there's a, there's another guy. And I didn't do the research, but he looked familiar. Uh, so think about that.
0: <laughs> Who does it get spun around now. on the stool, Sheppy? Who does soup spin around on the stool? Is that 25 and and men guy? Two? Oh, I thought in four oh, there was two. a kid like on a stool, and he sitting in. I don't know, I've misremembered this, but Luther's apartment, and Superman like spins him around like crazy on the stool. Oh, but have I misremembered? Oh no, no, that. no, no, no,
1: no. no yeah, that's okay. It is him. It's the nephew. It's John Cryer, but it's not Supes. Um It's it's um, Nuclear Man. Uh, he points at him, and he and he goes up it. and he spins around in the air, and then he lands, and he's like, "Whoa, not funny, man. What, not funny?" That the sort of thing. <laughs> No, but good, good stuff. Yes, there's also a meaty bit in Superman Four where Superman marches into the UN, but it's all children in Milton Keynes, of course. And he says he's not. He says, "I'm not going to do nothing anymore," um, which is nice. Um, that was a bit meaty. It was uh, Christopher Reeve who said uh, it has to be our Superman wanting to get rid of the nuclear weapons on Earth. And there's a really good scene as well. Well, it's not a good scene, but it's interesting that Clark is communicating with the Krypton elders in his green crystal. And they tell Clark that should humanity destroy themselves with nuclear war, there are other planets out there where war has been abandoned eons ago, and Kalel could go there. With and you're thinking, bloody hell! It suddenly just opens up the universe, you know, massively, just really throwaway, limitless possibilities. Uh, you know, it's great. So I like That's that nice. as well. Yes. Uh, oh, and at the beginning there are these cosmonauts, and Superman flies up and speak. And because one of them you know, they get hit by a meteorite and they go out of control, and Superman flies into space and he speaks to one of the cosmonauts in Russian, which I've always liked because I think Superman can speak loads and loads and loads of languages, and not because he's an alien, it's because he's callow and he's clever and he sat down and learned them. I reckon, and I like that. Yeah. The uh, cosmonaut is called Mishka. He gets knocked into space and we're watching it and Marta says, poor Mishka. And I said, Mishka to Mars. And uh, we both agreed that the evening wasn't going to get any better than that. <laughs> we should go to bed. <laughs> so think about that. <laughs> um, yes, oh, and another quick note about Superman 3. Uh, Clark's strength, at, um, well, Superman's strength but Clark's clumsiness coexists, And maybe it happens in Superman 2 with the taxi hitting him. Ending it and everything, but ultimately in Superman three, he does Clark things, but sabotages himself, but not you know no one can see it. He's not doing it to an audience. Like he goes to get the newspaper and he rips it out of the machine, but he rips the paper in half um, because he's Superman, but he's also Clark. So it's weird. Uh, it's like his two personalities sort of mixing over, <laughs> which is you know not thought about it's just because it's funny, of course. But I I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, and I think that's that's everything else. I just didn't want to to miss anything. If there was something else, uh, this of course this this gamboling can be edited the fuck out of it. I'm just <laughs> no shit. Go. I think there's something
0: about like the. How much we've had, how much there is in preamble here suggests how deeply rooted this character is in our psyche and our love, right? I mean, is he... Well, by preamble,
1: I mean me scanning through looking for the next note. Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking more about the whole thing
0: we've done. We've done this whole mega, mega, like, prep for the pitches, and I think it speaks to how much we love him. And I, I, is he still there for you in this age? I appreciate, like, Hulk could be number one, but, like, has Superman moved for you, though, on where he sits now that we've seen all these other characters on the screen? Like, is he still...
1: I think, like how people sort of, like, of a certain age, like our age in the 90s, certain people were like, I'm too cool for Star Wars now, and there was a period of people going off Star Wars, and maybe there was something like that for me with Superman. I never went off him, but again, you've got Hulk, you've got Batman, and in the 90s, of course, it was all about Batman. So... But no, I mean, I never really went off him. I loved him as a kid, but even then, I loved Spider Man, I loved Hulk, so I think I love them all equally. Superman, of course, is kind of seen often as like a a hard character to write because his powers are apparently limitless, and also he's such a good quote unquote character that, you know, it's like he's boring to write for. He needs more angst like Batman and hiding shadows, and he's wearing this big bright suit. But I think they're missing the point because Superman. He, he does feel all those things. He's not inherently good. He's just trying. So it's not like Superman is perfect. He feels jealousy and anger and pettiness um, and, and selfish you know, desires. But the point is that he fights those and he always does the right thing. And that's kind of the essence. And maybe that in itself could be seen as boring, but, the, but that's the struggle and that's the angst. So it's right there. And I think people kind of forget that a lot. Um, so there's that. And also, you know, I, again, I was Lex Luthor, Zod, Ursula, and Noam, and that was really the universe of Superman for me, and then Kryptonite uh, being the thing. But, of course, once you sort of put a sci-fi or indeed a comic book bent on it, do fucking anything to hurt Superman. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big old universe out there. So, yeah, so, so people otherwise, and, you know, and the whole red pants thing, again, that's just Snyder being a dick, and it hurts me that the Superman and Lois wrote to petition Superman is following suit, literally, and not doing red pants, and it's like, oh, is that it now? He just doesn't have red pants? Never bothered me. And again, it's fused with childhood, but it doesn't bother me at all. It's Superman doing the opposite of Batman. Batman wears black to blend into the shadows and the darkness and to scare people, and Superman is a big, bright beacon of hope flies around as his "Look." It's me. Can I help? Um, and that, you know, again, that's not everyone's cup of tea, but that works for me. So, Superman. That's a very long-winded answer to say Superman may have dimmed. He's it. My my love for him hasn't been adversely or positively affected by the wave of supermen in this century. Where, for of course, the longest time was really super, you know, Christopher Reeve and a bit of Dean Cain. But you know, I. I said he never really took him seriously. So poor old Dean came, but you know he never even could—he you know, was never in the same ballpark, obviously in the same realm. Um, and then various other things, George Reeve, of course, but that's such a different era of life and something so different anyway, and different style. And that. So no, I I think just the the purity of the concept of the character, and I find that I often go towards kind of obvious. Like, for example, I am team Superman, and I'm also team, for example, Kermit. Out of all the Muppets, Kermit's the one who is my favourite. More than Animal, who I love, more than Seven Wardle, who I love, more than Gonzo. Um, it is about Kermit, and he is the purest, and he's the he's the Superman. He is his whole character. He's just trying to hold it together and you know, help and create something. He's So I'm obviously drawn to this sort of purity, which is funny because I also like dark, weird shit, but in terms of that character, and I like that James Bond has a dark side and I like that Indiana Jones has a dark side, but I, Superman is something different and his dark side is that, you know, he wants to show off to Lois and maybe he does and he gives into temptation, but that's it. He's not like punching people's faces open. Uh, so I'm, I'm all about that. Oh, and one other thing about the boys, they are doing stuff that I always wanted to see as a bloodthirsty youth. So lasers through the eyes, stamping on someone's head till it bursts, uh, throwing someone into space. Um, I've always wanted to see someone like, get flown up really high, dropped, they fall from like the stratosphere all the way down with the super person flying kind of parallel next to them all the way down. Then just before they hit the ground, they slow them down so they're like a metre off the ground and they're like, oh, oh, and then the person just throws them down and they explode on the pavement. Um, that's something that hasn't been done yet in The Boys, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. That's just one nasty image that I wanted to see in my inoff <laughs> spin-off alternative universe thought as one universe. So there you go, and of course I'd probably want to see Ursa do that. So that works in terms of all of that. And in terms of the comics, um, Death of Superman I borrowed a few, Red Sun I read, a few others. Um, but again, it wasn't one that I read av- av- avidly. And certainly the age of comics when you're like eight, between eight and 15, for example, is like the optimum that I didn't really read Superman comics during that time. But, um, but I've I read more than I think I've read. I know
0: that. Yep. Well, listen. <laughs> I'm glad I asked you that early question around the the soups and canon because you gave a beautiful answer there and got a lot of like the juice of soups character in. I'm very happy about it. I feel like Michael Parkinson right now, like genuinely. I feel like RIP well, Michael Parkinson, by the way. But yeah, but well, also yeah, like, just, it? you know, asking the right question without even realizing I've asked it. That's lovely. So happy, happy. I
1: think what really mm-hmm. helps is we just made the decision to, you know, break the recording of this. So suddenly this pressure that was really kind of like stressing me out to, you know, not wanting to miss anything, but suddenly being aware that, oh, shit, um, I feel relieved. And so it's definitely the right choice, Jimmy, because, yes, these little gushes of uh, (laughs) sticky wisdom shooting out of me.
0: Okay, that's the end of Superman part one, super banter. The next episode in the Shoulders Library should be Superman Part 2 Super Pitches, where you can hear both our attempts to create new adventures for Kal-El, a man whose performance is always measured against three clear KPIs, Truth, Justice, and the American Way, or Truth, Justice, and a Better Tomorrow, depending on whether your Superman is set in the 20th or 21st century, and you can look forward to one of each on the next pod.